ingrained in the fiber of every member is the teak spirit. A spirit typical of our fraternity, a spirit that does not shrink from sacrifice, that knows no defeatist. You're listening to the Teak Nation Podcast with Donnie Aldrich, where we strive to educate, inspire, and entertain you with tips and lessons from frauders and friends of TKE. Thank you for joining us. Happy Founders Day, Teak Nation, and welcome to this special bonus episode of the Teak Nation Podcast. On October 19, 1907, frauder Wallace McCauley delivered a speech that soon became ingrained in the very fabric of TKE. This speech prompted a significant decision that changed the history of this organization. Titled Opportunity Out of Defeat, McCauley advocated the abandonment of the petitioning process and the substitution of a campaign for TKE to become its own national fraternity. Although arousing bitter opposition at the time, this speech ultimately reduced the fourth petition to a mere formality. It became one of the significant turning points in the history of our fraternity. This speech laid the framework for what TKE has become and what it will become in the future. To celebrate our fraternity's founding, the Teak Nation podcast is happy to release this reenactment of that speech, as it appeared for the first time during our centennial celebration in 1999. Charter and trust that you will speak accordingly in support of our program. With this in mind, let me introduce William Wilson, who traveled here from Chicago this very afternoon to speak to us on the importance of our cause. Frauder Wilson. I understand that a national convention of a certain fraternity, the chief morning occupation of its delegates was to apply cold towels to their aching heads. Those delegates were obviously the representative element of that fraternity. They were the leaders in the chapters from whom they came. From that, I conclude that the fellow who spent the most, drank the most, and dissipated the most was the man who presented the fraternity's most desirable patterns. But it is said that the Bloomington alumni chapter of Phi Delta Theta, by virtue of its prestige, will somehow, they know not how, smuggle us through some back door. We would be the tail end of the dog, ready to be cut off whenever its caprice demanded it. And, ere long, if our charter were not taken from us, there would be nothing left for us but a grave and a tombstone, with Sigma Chi and Phi Gamma Delta to play the funeral march. Finally, we are doubtful if we can get in. And if we do get in, we will be in deadly terror of being kicked out. As Turkey is the sick man of Europe, so we would be the sick man of Phi Delta Theta. Our success has not been based upon the gauzy dreams of a national charter. It has sprung from the insuppressible spirit of its members. They can't knock the fight out of this crowd. To whip us, they'd have to kill us. Let us work together to realize the future glories of an expanded and national Ta Kappa Epsilon. Thank you very much, Mr. Wilson. Let me once again reiterate the importance of solidarity in our ongoing efforts to petition Phi Delt for a charter. Please let me introduce our next speaker, Frater Wallace G. McCauley.
Someone has said that most victories are defeats. As to the truth of that statement, numerous instances can be cited tending to establish it. But, just as true, is the converse of that proposition. That most defeats are victories, and I truly believe an instance of this was our failure to have reinstated the Phi Delta Theta Charter of Illinois Epsilon. I believe this in spite of the fact that no one labored more zealously to that end during the first two campaigns than myself. And no one felt the defeats at the time more bitterly than myself. But now, after an absence of a year or so, I, I'm brought to the conviction that Tau Kappa Epsilon was indeed fortunate in her defeats, because thereby was reserved for us a large opportunity. Phi Delta Theta is indeed an honorable fraternity. And as a choice of perpetuating our own, there is no fraternity I would rather we could affiliate with than Phi Delta Theta. And to join any lesser fraternity of which we have a promise of success, I am unalterably opposed. For to me it would seem like a governorship aspirant, after having failed, accepting the position of Poundmaster. And while Phi Delta Theta is great, and her members adorn high positions in our nation, conspicuous among whom are the members of the Bloomington alumni who championed our cause and for whose efforts on our behalf we will never be ungrateful. Still, Phi Delta Theta is not free from the same criticism which can be alleged against existing fraternities of today. The Greek letter societies have degenerated from their original purpose of the cultivation of literary attainments to mere social clubs. They have put the social feature in the ascendancy and have let everything contribute to that end. As a result, there has developed a school aristocracy with all that it means. Show and pretense have been magnified at the expense of true worth. They have fostered extravagance among students when economy was required. They have made secretism a fetish and symbolism an idolatry. Many of the palatial homes of fraternities have been the scenes of ribald drinking bouts and excesses the worst imaginable. And too often, the gruesome ceremonies have resulted in severe injuries and even the death of their initiates. But the strongest indictment that can be brought against the fraternities of today, because of its far-reaching consequence, is the decline of interest due to them in the literary societies of our schools. What is true of Wesleyan is true generally of other schools throughout the country. To be sure, there are exceptions, Beloit and DePaul. But what these small colleges have accomplished in literary attention should give us encouragement of what Wesleyan can accomplish if we properly address ourselves to this subject. It is a matter of general observation that the fraternities have drawn interest from the literary efforts of our school life to the social feature. While fraternity men take an active interest in literary societies and quite often represent them, still this interest is spasmodic and occasional, whereas it should be continuous and persistent throughout the college course. The literary society is the laboratory of our academic course, and the student who gives it his attention will in afterlife become the leader in thought and voice of the problems which are pressing for settlement. 
then to revive the literary feature of our fraternity, which was the original object of Greek letter societies, is the greatest opportunity offered us, and the main objective which would most rapidly build us up as a national fraternity. To that end, let us build our organization upon the foundation of Christian brotherhood, with the common purpose of scholarship, which is the chief reason of our being here, and literary attainment, which will be the controlling motive of our association. Let us also, in appropriate articles, in fitting language, declare ourselves against clannishness and exclusiveness, and declare a fraternalism not to be practiced selfishly toward ourselves, but toward all men with whom we come in contact. Let us, too, pronounce ourselves against weird, awesome initiations, which may be innocent in themselves, but at the most are mere falderal and indulgent waste of time. In place of such, let us compose a ceremony illustrative of the objects of our fraternity, open as daylight, and as expressive of the eternal verities of life as a beautiful landscape revealed by a newly risen sun. Then, let us issue a magazine, quarterly at first. Name it the Teak. Make it attractive and artistic in form. Let it be piquant and virile in tone, representative of our fraternity and a reflector of student life generally. And in this connection, we can realize the important bearing the literary form of our fraternity would have on our fraternity organ. Publication in the magazine would furnish an incentive to literary endeavor, and in turn the best literary efforts of the forum would furnish the bulk of the contributions required. It is not extravagant to predict that in five years we would have the finest student publication extant, and our members would be successful representatives in the interstate oratory and debate contests. For the high objects of a fraternity which I have outlined, Tau Kappa Epsilon has been peculiarly fitted. In the first place, we have been fortunate in the choice of a name. It is a name to conjure with. The combination of initials are a few of the Greek letters, which coincide with the English letters. So you see, we have a name that is both suggestive of our own tongue with a Greek origin. The name falls readily in the combination teak, which sounds even more euphonious and popular than Deke, the common name of one of the largest of the fraternities. To appreciate the real value of our name, we have only to ask the opinion of an advertising man. And then we have been twice advantaged in the selection of our pin. No more distinctive or appropriate pin is worn by any fraternity man than the emblem of Tau Kappa Epsilon. It is indeed remarkable how we failed to get, as Jake said, the men we did not get, and got the men we got. Truly, they are the salt of Wesleyan, and if Wesleyan were to lose they favor, wherewith would it be salted? Interwoven about the sentiments of our name and our pin, and ingrained in the fiber of every member is the teak spirit, a spirit typical of our fraternity, a spirit that does not shrink from sacrifice, that knows no defeat, a spirit indomitable, a spirit which, if breathed into a national Tau Kappa Epsilon, would spread our organization throughout the schools of our country. Now again, concerning our joining another fraternity, to do so, we would give up our name, 
throw away our pin and dissipate a spirit or turn it into another channel which would never be the same as it was under Ta Kappa Epsilon. But if we keep Ta Kappa Epsilon intact, the teak spirit, like Tennyson's brook, will flow on forever. Fellow brothers, I have been a teak for six years now. We are assembled here as teaks. And if you are in the same spirit I am tonight, we shall be teaks till the moon shall wax and wane no more. In the choice of our name, in the selection of our pin, in the securing of our members, I cannot believe that mere luck brought us our good fortune, but rather, I cannot help but recognize, even in our small affairs, the hand of an overruling providence. And we may believe that the providence that has attended us in the past will conduct us into the promised land of the future. Let us not lack faith in this project. Remember, faith as a grain of mustard will overcome mountains of difficulty. The history of other organizations lends us encouragement. Phi Delta Theta was born a few years before the Civil War in a student's room at Miami University. Less pretentious than the preparatory building of Wesleyan today, and now Phi Delta Theta is the fourth largest fraternity in existence. The modern woodmen were organized less than 20 years ago and today are the largest fraternal benefit order. And so I might cite other examples of equal and stronger encouragement than these. Fellow brothers, Ta Kappa Epsilon was conceived in the early struggles of our existence. The time is now ripe to start in on a national career. And we, its godfathers, here tonight, when it has grown to be a strong and lusty organization, touching student life everywhere with the beneficence of its principles, will obtain a satisfaction inexpressible in the part we had in its inception. As we reflect on the impact of that speech and the future of our organization, the Teak Nation podcast is also proud to broadcast the 2021 Founders Day Address of Venerable Grand Preetness, Dr. James Hickey. The Founders Day Address is a valuable tradition within TKE. During the address, our Grand Preetness shares with you the highs and the lows of TKE throughout the past year. He illuminates the path for our leaders and offers a glimpse at the future of what our fraternity could be should we only have the strength and dedication to realize it in the coming year. Here now, for the first time on the Teak Nation podcast, I am pleased to present the 2021 Founders Day Address. My fellow frauders, as the Grand Preetness of Talk Epa Epsilon Fraternity, I'm only a temporary occupant of the office I was elected to hold. I'm mindful of the solemn responsibility entrusted to me, the current occupant, to safeguard the legacy and future of TKE. One year ago, no one could have anticipated that my tenure as Grand Preetness would coincide with the challenges of a global pandemic. Some of my predecessors were faced with significant threats to the survival of Ta Kappa Epsilon. When Frater R.C. Williams became Grand Preetness in 1944, following a series of unexpected resignations on the Grand Council during the Second World War, there were only 11 chapters and about 100 collegiate members of Ta Kappa Epsilon at the time. 
It was a monumental threat to overcome, and Teak emerged stronger than ever. Although we have experienced significant growth since 1944, the global pandemic has upended higher education on America's college campuses, and Ta Kappa Epsilon is once again facing an existential threat. In my 2020 Founders Day message, I underscored the importance of Teak's mission because our mission, to aid men in their mental, moral, and social development, is enduring. It has withstood the test of time since 1899. Over the last 122 years, Talk Epa Epsilon has faithfully lived its mission. Paradoxically, at this moment in time, Talk Epa Epsilon needs the aid of its men. Unsurprisingly, many frauders immediately heeded the call to help Teak confront the COVID-19 headwinds and advance the cause of social justice that rang out across America. Thousands of frauders have engaged with the Fraternity for Life in new ways. Using virtual platforms, alumni have reconnected for the first time in decades. Collegiate chapters broke recruitment records, despite social distancing. Significantly, more than 1,000 Teaks since June made their first gift to the Teak Foundation through Life Loyal Teak. More than 60 frauders volunteered to serve on Teak's Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Committee. Alumni volunteers, professional staff, and collegiates have been creative and more productive. Virtual programming expanded without compromising the high quality our members expect. In some ways, connecting with a chapter became easier to accomplish through virtual meetings. The Grand Council, which typically convenes three or four times a year, met more frequently. The voices of disenfranchised and marginalized teaks inspired the fraternity to deepen our commitment to justice and inclusion. Our founders would be proud, yet despite all of what we have achieved in the past year, the existential threat to Talk Hepa Epsilon has not abated. Thousands of collegiates struggle to pay their membership dues or are unemployed. Many have lost a loved one to COVID-19. Because of public health restrictions, many chapters are unable to recruit new members. Social injustice continues. These challenges have a deleterious impact on the fraternity's ability to sustain the momentum we have created over the last several years. We have come too far to falter. Failure is not part of the fabric of Talk Hepa Epsilon. Ingrained in the fiber of every member is the Teak spirit, a spirit typical of our fraternity, a spirit that does not shrink from sacrifice, that knows no defeat, a spirit indomitable. Those words, cited from Frater Wallace Macaulay's 1907 Opportunity Out of Defeat speech, are as relevant today as ever. As Grand Preetness on this Founders Day, I declare that now is the time for all hands on deck. Talk Hepa Epsilon needs your spirit indomitable. You represent the best of the fraternity for life. I urge you to re-engage with the fraternity, to find new and creative ways to support Talk Hepa Epsilon with your time, talent, and treasure. If you're in a position to support Teak with a financial gift during this difficult time, a donation to Life Loyal Teak through the Teak Foundation will sustain educational programming for collegiate and alumni frauders. If you're unable to make a gift, share your time and your talent. Can you mentor a fellow frauder? Can you become a chapter volunteer? Can you help find lost alumni? Can you create a myteak.org account so that we know you're interested in reconnecting? If you're already engaged, can you reach out and encourage other frauders to do the same? History has shown that teaks are undeterred and undaunted by threats to the fraternity. Within one year of World War II ending, 
several Teak chapters had restarted their operation, increasing our active chapters to 19. A consequential factor in that growth was the Teak Loyalty Fund, a predecessor of today's LLT Fund, to which Teak alumni were asked to contribute $3. That effort raised nearly $30,000, which is more than $430,000 in today's dollars when adjusted for inflation. With fewer than 1% of more than 240,000 living frauders donating to the fraternity, the promise of an equally inspiring moment in our fraternity's history is great. The current pandemic presents a challenge to the future of Talk Hepa Epsilon, conceivably in ways we have not seen since World War II. History will be the judge of that and of the decisions we make now to sustain Talk Hepa Epsilon for this and future generations. Yet I know that future generations of Teaks will read about this time in a future edition of the Teak Guide. To safeguard the mission of Talk Hepa Epsilon, we need untiring and dedicated Teaks who will marshal the fraternity toward greater financial sustainability and emerge from this crisis stronger than before. The Grand Council and I look forward to continuing to support the philanthropic work of our fraternity and expand our financial well-being, a key pathway to a more secure future. Organizations are founded once, and the best ones renew themselves continually. In the challenges that lie ahead, there undoubtedly will be opportunities for all of us to renew our commitment, improve our ways, and exemplify the ideals of Talk Hepa Epsilon that we pledge to uphold when we assume the bond. With God's grace, with faith in our heritage, and a strong commitment to the magnificent obsession, with confidence in our future, with inspiration from the enduring wisdom of our founders, and with the beacon of mission to light the way, the best days of Ta Kappa Epsilon are unquestionably ahead. Frauders, I love the fraternity. Thank you for joining us on this special Founders Day bonus episode. We hope that you enjoyed this look into TKE's past and a view into its future. We have big plans in store for our listeners in 2021, and we look forward to joining you again soon for the first episode of Season 2 of the Teak Nation podcast. We have a new format that we can't wait to share with you. So be sure to get subscribed and let us know what you think of the new format when the first show drops. As always, you can connect with us on social media or send us an email at tkeogc at tke.org.